Welcome to Relatable AF with Heather and Steph. We are just two best friends navigating their self-help past, present day issues, affinity for Real Housewives and pop culture, and other smart girl shit. And before we get started in this episode, we want to make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And you also share this with a friend because life is just better with friends. That's why we're doing this. And so with that, let's get into our first episode, All About Us. So excited. I'm so excited to finally (laughs) be doing this. This is awesome. Oh my gosh. I know. I feel like it's a long time coming. We talked about it months ago and now we're finally put it on our calendars and doing this. So we just ask for a lot of grace as we navigate podcasting, because this is new for both of us. And while we may look great on TikTok, uh, long form content is a little different. (laughs) So as we figure this out, just give us a little compassion and some, you know, nice feedback. It doesn't have to be vicious, but you know, we're open. So let's just get right into it. Um, We talked about it a little bit, but this podcast is really going to be about kind of our intersectionalities of identities of millennial as millennial women navigating life right now. So what you all can come to expect is we're going to be talking about the Real Housewives. That is a common affinity for Heather and I. And our Venn diagram has the Real Housewives. Right in the middle. Well, and then it's just so timely because so many of them have legal issues legal that issue. we, need, we need Heather for. Like, I need Heather to tell me the truth of what the hell is going on because the reporting is sensationalized. And so I just need the accurate information and Heather can provide that for us. On that tone, we'll also be talking about other pop legal cases such as Britney Spears' conservatorship. Britney Spears played a big role in my life growing up, Heather as well, and watching everything happening now, Heather is wonderful at breaking that down. And then I think I am really good at asking Heather questions about it as a layman who has a legal interest and then our self-help stuff. So obviously our history with Rachel Hollis, which will be our next episode. So we're going to try to post them at the same time. So you get both. So you can jump right into the Rachel Hollis of it all. Um, motherhood, me not being a mom and what that means. It's like a childless millennial, but like a wannabe mom one day. So, and Heather navigating being a mom and then everything else that just kind of revolves around being a millennial woman right now, which is finances, friendships, uh, deconstructing the patriarchy, being an ally, you know, like as we're both white women and have a level of privilege. So deconstructing that and what it means to be an ally for DE&I and for accessibility to like all those different communities. Like how do we figure out being an ally for LGBTQ as well, given what the world we live in. And then, um, yeah. And then sometimes we're just going to talk about beauty and fashion because Heather gets asked all the time about her makeup. So we will be talking about that (laughs) and we tend to match in clothes. So we will talk about our love of athleisure wear. (laughs) Peloton of it all. The Peloton of it all, even though I don't own a Peloton, which is even funnier that I like their merch. It's going to be my goal on this podcast to get stuff to buy into Peloton, not just the merch. I, I will get there. I mean, I like their workouts. I really want a tread plus. So I'm holding out for the new tread plus. That's what I'm holding out for. Um, and then, you know, we met on TikTok. So we're going to talk about social media and just kind of 
that world and how to navigate it. The parasocial relationship is something very important to both of us, given our history and just navigating like career and business and life. So we're going to touch on a lot. And social media now is, especially the the TikTok platform has taken over Saturday Night Live, the Daily Show with Trevor Noah. Like the, the weekly story that's trending on TikTok is now literally nationwide, sometimes worldwide news. So yes. Yeah. Expect to hear us break that stuff down. Yeah. And I don't, and you know this because I send it to you all the time, but I'm just fascinated by the parasocial relationship. And I've actually found some like higher ed professors who are doing research on parasocial relationships, which I think is just fascinating to learn about it as we're living it. Right. So right. that's the world has changed since yeah. we were born. Yes. Drastically. Yes. And we're totally open. So if you want us to cover anything, I mean, just Heather has a TikTok. I have a TikTok. Um, you can find her at Heather, the lawyer. I'm Steph W. Tom on everything and leave us some comments and we, we will probably read them here. We are very flexible and open. We want this to be like a two-way dialogue, even though it is a one-way podcast. It's like, we want some participation. So yeah, we're, we're ready and willing to engage. Diving in. Yeah. So Heather, tell me about yourself. (laughs) Oh, where do I begin? Um, I mean, my current situation is I'm married. Um, so, you know, leave the dick pics in the draft folder, please. Yeah. Yeah. No eggplants, Um, please. No, I'm good. Um, I'm married to a lovely man, Tim. I met him when I was 19. Um, you know, that's a story maybe we can dive into at a different time. We got (laughs) married in, uh, 2008. Um, I graduated law school in 2010 we had our daughter in 2012. So every two years, we really had some serious milestones. And now um, I'm a practicing attorney in the state of California. I have been practicing for over a decade. Um, my practice has morphed over the last couple of years. I do personal injury in the state of California. But because part of the reason that TikTok and legal is so fun for me is I practice in California where a lot of these things tend to um, stem from. And I've practiced almost all of the civil areas of law or tangentially been related uh, to them. I also did a stint in criminal law. So, and I've been um, heavily involved in the nonprofit world. I've pulled myself out of that for a little bit, but uh, yeah, I, my daughter's name is Sophia. My husband's name is Tim. One other mention I must <laughs> give is our family is on a mission to rebuild Noah's Ark. Um, as people have told me, um, we have four cats and five dogs. And, and if you're listening and you know who I am in my County, what I mean by that is we have the, of course, the legal limit of animals for our property, which is allowable. And the other ones of course live somewhere else and only visit occasionally, but, um, we, we are animal lovers. And so with the grace that we requested earlier, please understand that in the next room, I have a daughter playing Fortnite. Next to me, I have a cat sleeping and other dogs that are doing God knows what. So if they do start barking, my apologies. <laughs> Steph, what about you? Yeah. So uh, it's very similarly. I think we're only like a year or two apart in age. 
I'm 35. I have a hard time remembering my age at this point. You turned 36 this year. Yeah, I'll turn 36 this year. Yeah. So same kind of timeline. I graduated with my master's in 2010. So that's when I got my master's of education. I worked in higher ed um, for almost 10 years on the student side. So I was managing residence halls and then switched over to the admin side and worked for the CFO and then the president and the board of a university. So kind of saw, and then I went to the higher ed board for the entire state. So lots of state education background and, but I also worked with a lot of attorneys and in that journey, I was like, oh, well, I should just be an attorney. <laughs> so I applied to law school, got a full ride, but decided not to go. So at some point in this podcast journey, I hope to share my journey to law school because that is a goal of mine still. I am in the process of moving. So I am in Louisiana, but will be moving to Florida and then hopefully going to law school. So that's that. And then famous I last words. It is famous last words. I know my laptop is sitting on five LSAT books right now (laughs) that I have not opened yet because I procrastinating, but yeah. And then I'm married to Dan. We um, met in college and then took a break and then like whirlwind got married very quickly once we've reconnected in 2011. And so that's been 10 years like weird to say that's how you know you're old when like anniversaries are big like, right dude I'm getting old um we have no kids but like Heather we do have an affinity for animals and we have two dogs and a cat and at any point they may decide to wake up and just wreak havoc in my house while I'm trying to record a podcast sometimes they want to join the conversation and we don't have any ability to stop them Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually stitch is usually my right hand man and he has decided to go hibernate today, but I imagine he will make an appearance because he is an extremely needy Klingon pit bull that I love and adore, but, um, he's always around. So if you hear a dog crying or whining or that's stitch and that's, that's the grace I ask, um, on my side is that I have, I have less animals, but I have a very high need animal. (laughs) So you Um, don't have Dan playing Fortnite in the next room? So I have a hack in my house where everything's on Bluetooth. So Dan is watching TV right now, but he has headphones on because I've hooked the stereo up to a Bluetooth transmitter. Very smart. Because he likes things very loud and we have a very good sound system. But I go to bed at nine o'clock and he likes to stay up till midnight. So that didn't work because our whole house would be rattling while I was trying to sleep. So that's the system we have up and that's what we use. And um, with that, Stitch just woke up. So I have a feeling he's going to be in here shortly. So just a heads up. But yeah, so that's kind of me. And um, now, well, I left higher ed um, rather abruptly. It was just kind of like, I'm done with this. Um, And then I, through some friends, got a job at a nonprofit doing marketing and loved the social media aspect. And then in hindsight was like, oh, I've always been into social media. And now I do social media management full time. Um, I was d- doing some freelancing, but then I got a full time gig that I just am pretty comfortable with. So, um, but yeah, so now I do social media management and marketing and strategy and all of that. And that's where I kind of fell into TikTok and met Heather. And now we have a podcast. <laughs> and now we're here. So, yeah. Yeah. So 
So how did we meet? I think that's a fun. I'm curious your impression because I feel like I was very much a pick me girl, but I don't know. You might have a different impression. So I started my TikTok journey. I would post random TikToks of my, you know, dog playing with another dog. Um, but I started it with the Rachel Hollis toilet gate scandal that occurred in late March, 2021 and posted a couple TikToks. It started to gain traction. I actually remember it was on, um, mother's day. Cause I remember what, or Easter, maybe an Easter, I remember walking to my mother's house and watching, all of these notifications start coming up on the walk. All of a sudden I went from like zero notifications when I left my house or house is about a five minute, 10 minute walk down the street. And like, by the time I got there, there were 99 plus. And I'm like, I think my TikTok might be blowing up. Something's happening. <laughs> and so from there, um, we kind of built a cool little community around people who, knew who Rachel Hollis was and joined, drank the Kool-Aid, all of that. And then we also had people who apparently never liked her in the first place. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were like, oh, we could commiserate with you guys. Um, it was a nice little community. Um, and then at some point, um, I'm really bad with DMs. I'm also horrible with text messages. I'm bad with anything that forces me to respond in the moment. I get very resentful of people thinking <laughs> I do. It's a horrible <laughs> trait, but I'm like, you think you could just text me and have me respond. Um, I'm working on, I'm it. amazed on that it. we have formed a friendship now. <laughs> I, I know. I know. So, um, TikTok DMS is a, a similar issue where it, especially because I'm a lawyer, I was concerned that people were going to start asking me for legal advice. So, I had limited my DMs, but if you follow somebody, they follow you back, you can DM. So our friend Catherine um, started DMing me and she and I formed a pretty quick friendship. And then we have our friend, uh, Jen Sterling, who's an author. And Steph got, I think Steph and I, she was one of my early moderators. I think you were like my third or fourth moderator. Um, And we started a chat on Instagram. And Kat was the first person I ever gave like my real phone number to. And that was a very big deal because I don't like it to be out. (laughs) Because as you can imagine, if you're a lawyer, I still get text messages from people who just know me in the community. Like, I just have this real quick issue. Like, I don't, it's not like enough to like bill a whole hour at $300 an hour, but just something that you can give me in your free time. So I gave Kat my phone number. And then I remember there was a point in time I was like, Steph and the three of us are just talking on Instagram. Like, why don't you just give her my cell phone number? Cause I'm never on Instagram. I'm never checking my DMS on Instagram. Um, I shouldn't say never. I do try to check them regularly, but that means once a week, once every two weeks. Um, and so to the extent we want to continue the conversation more regularly, that's, that's my recollection of how we kind of formed our text message or group message. Yeah. And then from there, it became a really close friendship with the three of us. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, so from my perspective, it was like, I, I just watched all your lives and I was always moderating and you would always like comment on my comments. Granted, 
I mean, my pink picture just like pops, which is a social media strategy. If you need one, make sure you have a color that pops. Um, But then it was like, okay, well now we're messaging. But I always was so insecure of like, oh, she's going to think I'm just like a needy, like who is this girl always in my life, always blowing me up. But then like Kat was always in your lives too. So then Kat and I would connect because we were like, oh, right. Heather's live, blah, blah, blah. Like we made that connection. And now we have our friendship with the three of us of like you, me, and Kat, like have a, have a pretty close friendship. And so it was just like, oh, okay. Like, oh, she's going to talk to me. And I'm like, oh, we're cool. Like, oh, we're really cool. And then every conversation we have was just like, oh, you like Real Housewives too? Oh, Britney conservatorship. Like Britney means something to you too. Like this is some, right. oh, oh. And then like the, our legal interests are very similar of like, oh yeah. You and I both are very similar in the way that we like to go to source documents. Mm-hmm. And because you're a lawyer, you had access to them. And, and that was helpful for me because as someone who works in marketing, I knew everything was being sensationalized. Like all the headlines right. for Britney was being sensationalized. Everything was being sensationalized and then written in a certain way, not written Erica by a Girardi lawyer. Erica was the same way. Yeah, Erica Girardi was happening around the same time. So it was just like everything. You and I were just going back and forth. And then it was just like, oh, I, I like her. <laughs> and then it was interesting to me that this is a conversation other people wanted to hear. Other people wanted to have a longer form medium of like the two of us, probably more you than me, but still like talking about these topics and life, like both things, like both these topics of interest that people are really heavily interested. And then also navigating personal life. Um, I will say one thing that I think both of us are very conscious of is that we are not a replacement for Rachel Hollis or any self-help coach. Cause I have seen that on your TikTok, and I've seen it in the community where like, Oh, well, she just wants to be the next Rachel Hollis or she wants to be the next. And I think that's one thing why we have this space and why we're creating this podcast is to show that like, no, there isn't a next thing. Like be done, <laughs> be done with the self-help. Close the chapter. Yeah. And like, let's figure out, let's just share, let's just be able to share stories and not have to have a lesson and not have to have a goal and not have to have like an end game of like, Heather and I are going to make this much revenue off the podcast. We have not even talked about money with this podcast. I mean, would we take sponsorships? Absolutely. Are we going to monetize on YouTube? Yes. Peloton, Peloton, my DMs are open for you. Peloton. I wonder if sponsorships work like how your phone listens to you. So if we just keep saying their names over and over again, yeah. Like we'll get on their radar. I like it. I like the idea. I don't know. I did reach out to a core person to try to get you and they never forever. I forever have a core water bottle in my hand forever. I mean, core, where are you core? She always has a core. Um, But yeah. So, and then we just kind of evolved and even in our group chat, like Kat was very much like, you guys go do the podcast without me. Right. And I was like, okay, she's kind of our intern behind the scenes, um, yes. helping us digest the content and information, which is awesome. And, you know, a good friend for us, like in our circle. So and she's, she's a always- shout out to her too, because she's a COVID yeah. research person. Yeah. I think that's as much as we should give away, but she's yes. been involved in the vaccines and on the front line. And so yeah. she's, she's shout out to Kat. Yeah, she's had 
quite a year or so. I mean, I guess what, two, we, two yeah. years now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you'll hear us mention cat a lot and then yeah, Jen Serling, that's what we went and looked back and it, I started an Instagram DM with the four of us and I said, let's do a virtual happy hour, which has never happened. And I think we should, cause Jen is so funny. We will have yes. to bring Jen on at some point. Cause she's just so entertaining, but. And she has the of, background on Rachel Hollis, which we got to. Yeah. And Britney Spears. That, her Venn diagram was Spears. bizarre. But that's because she worked at a studio. I mean, she worked in LA. She was in the same circles as all of them. Um, and then also as being a writer, she knew Rachel in the fiction writing days, which we didn't know her. I didn't know of Rachel in those days, um, the fiction, right? I haven't even read her fiction. So, um, but yeah, I think we both bonded over the Rachel Hollis of it all. Like we were both very similar on our deconstructing journey and then found other things that we had like affinities for. Right. So, and then legal. And I was like, you know what I've always wanted to, I will say this. I don't think I've ever said this to you. So don't be surprised when I say this, but when I saw what you were doing on TikTok, it reaffirmed to me that just because I go to law school, I don't have to be a practicing attorney. And that's always something that um, was hard for me to reconcile going to law school. Cause I want the legal education, but I don't necessarily know if I want to be like a full practicing attorney. That's it's fair. just like, I'm just like very interested in the law and I'm very interested in the court system. But so when I saw you using your degree and your career path in like a creative content way, which is like something that I also enjoy, it's like another thing I like, I was like, Oh, this is cool. Like, this right. is very cool. Like you it's can, fun. yeah. And fun. And the one thing that I thought you brought to light so much, and now I feel like I'm just like yanking your chain so much right now, but Fine. Keep going. going. You're letting me go. So I'm flying. Uh, (laughs) But I think we'll do a lot on this podcast too, is how much there is a need in society for legal literacy. Oh, Uh, absolutely. You know, like just even being on your lives and seeing the comments and then I would comment back and the way I would comment back, everyone would be like, well, are you an attorney? And I'm like, I'm not an attorney. I'm just very legally literate. And like, and I worked with a lot of attorneys, but I, I'm, I'm just know a lot about the court system and like very involved with laws and did public records for an institution for a very long time. So was very adept at public records laws and um, sovereign immunity was a big thing because I worked for, you know, government entity. So just knowing all of those things. Um, yeah. So then I would see comments and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is something that is just like, not taught, but necessary because it impacts your whole life. Right. Well, see, on my end, I was watching, I had gotten sucked into the YouTube drama space. How with like beauty influencers, I have no idea how I got served a video one day. It was odd because it was like an influencer that my niece followed. And then this, um, (laughs) other people that I was like, Oh, I like their makeup and their style. And then all of a sudden everything blew up. And one of the people that was, uh, involved in that was Tati Westbrook. And she ended up getting herself involved in a number of different legal issues. And I saw Emily D Baker on YouTube, who I highly suggest everybody go check out and subscribe. Um, she's great. She was breaking all of these legal documents down. And I had been following her since uh, Rachel Hollis had popped off in 2020, I think. 
um, or maybe a little bit before. And I remember watching her break down legal in a fun way and going, I could do that. I like that. I could do that. Um, but Emily wasn't practicing law anymore. And so in my head, there was this like, oh, but you can't do it while you're practicing. And so as my platform started with Rachel and then people started asking me, what about Brittany? What about Brittany? What about Brittany? What about Erica Jane? Erica. What about all of the things that are going on? How does this differentiate between Teresa Judah? I mean, because in law, we yeah. have to we have to analyze it all, right? And so all of a sudden I'm taking the things that I'm doing as for enjoyment. Um, and it's it's you know walking into my legal career. And I, I really held off for about as long as I could. And then when Britney Spears testified on June 23rd, I felt a real deep ache to talk about it because a lot of the things that she said really upset me, the, the sterilization accusations specifically and uh, the trafficking issues. So, um, and since more has come out, the additional accusations are even worse so um, when I find I, I, the, the voice in my head was telling me, you're not qualified. You're not qualified, Heather. You can't talk on this. Then I finally sat down and thought, well, I could do this. I've done all of these areas of law. And what I don't know, I can learn. Um, research is part of our job. So I was able to start talking about things. And as the year went on last year, and maybe this is too much information, but as the year went on and I saw how much enjoyment I was getting from TikTok and the community that we had built and the discussions that we were having, um, I started seeing what in my work life, what in my firm wasn't giving me the same kind of enjoyment. And then it was like, you know, I'm killing myself to do stuff when I could be using my time elsewhere. Um, and that's, that's kind of how the TikTok just kept growing and kept growing. And I think we're at like 185,000 followers today, which is just crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. And so I think that's like, and then I think we ended up with the idea of a podcast because it is difficult, I think, with TikTok to translate over to like longer form and deeper discussion. Right. So I think that's why we're here. And I think our goals are to create a community. And I think when I say that, I instantly wince a little bit because of the Rachel Hollis of it all, because Rachel Hollis built a community. And that was like big into that through line, which we'll talk about in our next episode. But I just, I want to create like almost a free space where it's like, you just come as you are. If you're interested, you're interested. I don't want to give you a lesson. I don't want to like, I'm not going to talk about you reaching your goals. Like there's no going to be coaching here. We're just people who have like interested interests and like merge on these topics and have similarities. We're all relating to each other because it's the relatableness of all of this, like all of right. the experiences that we're having. And we're just sharing and creating community off of those relationships and making it as easy and breezy and simple as that. Like there's no, 
there's no end goal here. Um, Heather and I don't even have like the next couple pot like episodes planned. We have ideas. Like it's, it's not yeah. like we're completely without a plan, but it's not like we've created this five-year business plan with like these goals and these metrics and things we have to hit. It's literally like, no, this is a conversation that naturally is evolving. So here we are and we've created this space and that's kind of how I see it. Like how, how do you see this like podcast evolving? I completely agree with you. It's, it's conversational, right? We, we each have our own personalities. I try to be a little bit sassy and funny. So I want to entertain. And I think Steph has the same, Mm -hmm. um, obviously, or else we wouldn't be sitting here doing this. Um, but I think that at least for me, yeah, we're not planning on in five years selling the relatable AF brand for $5 million (laughs) so that we can invest it into a new business venture. That's not the goal here. Um, the goal, people have been asking for a podcast on my TikTok for months. And when Steph and I finally were like, we just got to do it. We as with things in the pandemic, we had uh, shot for what January one, we were going to launch. <laughs> yeah. That was the goal. There's going to be maybe a one involved, just not a January when it <laughs> yeah. finally comes out. But, um, but we, the, the goal here is just, we all have things that we're relating to. And while maybe we're not going to, not maybe, we are definitely not giving advice because we have nothing that we're able to give advice on because to pretend like we have life figured out at this point in, in the pandemic, in motherhood, in career, in social media, in any of it, we just, it would be a, a falsehood for us to say that. <laughs> but we do have experience and mm-hmm. we do have things that we're going through. And I think what's really beneficial about Steph and I is the vulnerability that we share and that by recording some of these conversations, you'll get to share in as well, gives you an idea that you're really not alone. Like we may not have answers, but we can at least tell you that like, this is normal. And I think part of the problem that we have as millennial women is we grew up with no technology. Then we got all the social media as we were venturing out of high school into the real world and navigating friendships after that has been very difficult. You've got some people who use social media to just promote, um, promote business like uh, multi-level marketing or, you know, my favorite is that friends who it's like, my marriage is amazing. I have the best kids. Look at all of our post pictures and I don't begrudge them. Like they're great pictures. And when they come up on memories the next year or five, it's great to see, but none of it's real. That's never yeah. social media is never the real of anybody's life. It's the real, like the real yeah. that you're watching, but it's not the re real R E A L of anybody's life. So what my hope here is, is to make sure that you guys know that you're not alone and you can listen into some of the vulnerabilities and struggles and fun too, of -hmm. our lives so that, you know, you get to, you get to tag along. And maybe if, you know, you're driving to work one day and you pop us on and you, you know, we can make you laugh and we can make you think, and we can make you feel, um, feel like you're in community with us. Yeah, exactly. Like, let me just entertain you at the very least, right? At the very least. <laughs> at the very least. Let's try to be entertaining. Um, yeah. And so at, that's why um, we're here. Uh, what else do we have? Oh, we have our TikTok questions. 
Oh yeah. So I put up a TikTok a couple of days ago saying that we're going to be doing this. And if yes. anybody had any questions. Yeah. And I hope like this is almost a segment I want to always keep is like, let's go to the comments, you know, <laughs> because as we'll talk about in episode two, we were both very involved with a woman named Rachel Hollis and her community. And she famously said, don't read the comments. And we just don't think that's probably the best strategy. We uh, generally your comments on TikTok and mine too, like they're all very positive. Um, and it's not even about them being positive. It's even if they're not positive, even if they're slightly critical, they're not mean. You know, it's just people asking. Part, yeah, for the most part. And it, it, the algorithm can put you on the wrong side sometimes. But for the most part, people aren't mean. They're just like generally like, why are you so interested in her? You know, or like, right. why are you, you know, it's so it's it's something I want to have a healthy conversation about instead of just ignoring people as if they don't exist and now and as if their feedback is not important. So right. with that said, there's one question specific for you. So Heather. Why did you decide to practice law? I wish that there was a better story around this because I get it asked a lot. And um, I wish there was like some like, oh, I was at this impasse in my life and a law book fell upon my feet and I looked up to the sky and I saw a shooting star. I don't know what happened in my childhood that I thought like being a lawyer was the way. It was the only thing I could do. Um, so it was very early, like it was very it was early for you. Very like it was, I remember wanting to be a scientist that learned how to make candy soup. Oh, and then law. Like, I don't know where the transition <laughs> happened, but it did. And, um, it was just a path that, that well, that's, that's, I, you know, I'm seven and I've decided I'm going to be a lawyer and there's just a matter of how I get there. Do I go to this school or do I go to this school? Um, my mom was a, she wasn't at the time, but she is now a business owner. She was pretty high up in a business um, at the time. And there was a lot of legal around that, that I watched and enjoyed. And so that was part of the desire. Um, and so I didn't, I mean, there was no breaks in school. There was just <laughs> like, all right, well, next step, next step, next step, pass the bar, done. I have a follow-up just because as someone who went through the law admission process, uh, you may not remember, but it's a little bit more familiar for me, which is why I'm thinking about it. What did you write in your personal statement? Um, I don't remember. <laughs> I look back I and I'm like, it was all bullshit. Right. Right. I'm going to use the law to change the world and I'm going to save these people and help these people. And, and to some degree, I wanted to go to law school to help. Like I wrote a lot about family law because I do have a passion for like foster and family. But then when I thought about actually going into family law, I was like, I don't think I could actually handle it, but it sounds good in a personal statement. So that's what made me think like, do you remember what you put Like, how are you going to change the world legally, Heather? Well, I envisioned this social media platform that had 60 second videos when it wasn't around and decided that in year 11 of practicing law that I would join that. Now, I, um, <laughs> I have a, a desire to change the world, but I've generally done that through philanthropy. So yeah. while we may not have a ton of money to give, my husband and I have started a couple different, um, we're both involved pretty deeply in our community 
we've started uh, nonprofits and fundraisers and we continue to do that. That's like our, that's our helping the world. Um, I practiced business law for a long time. Um, So I thought for a long time that was helping the world, but then I was like, I don't know, (laughs) like small businesses I love, but generally they can't afford counsel to consult with monthly. Um, Nor do I, and I'm, Steph knows this. I'm horrible at hourly billing. Oh, horrible. It is drives me nuts. As someone who of I my used existence. To pay, yeah, I used to pay the legal bills at the university. And when I would see those billable hours that we got billed and what would happen on those contracts. And then when Heather was like, oh, I haven't billed in months, I'm like, get your money, girl. Yeah. So money. The, for those who don't know, attorneys generally, hourly attorneys who bill in uh, business law or family law or probate law, whatever the case may be, bill in increments of six because 60 minutes and an hour is divided by 10 increments of six, minimum 0.2, your hourly rate's 300. So you have to write down everything that you did for that 0.2 or 0.5, whatever it is. And then you compile that every month and you list it out and you send it to your client. And I'm bad at it. I hate billing for my time like that. Um, so I, and it's an easy model to abuse. Right. And I've seen it be abused. Exactly. Yeah. Me too. Where, yeah. It's just like, they called me and then billed me for a one hour phone call where we didn't talk about anything legal. Like, wait a second. You know? So I get the hesitation on the system too. I mean, and it's so, it seems so cumbersome. Yeah. It's a lot. So um, when I first got out of law school, actually, while I was still in and taking the bar, I practiced at a personal injury firm. And there were three areas of law I never wanted to practice in, criminal law, family law, and personal injury. And I did family law and criminal law while I was in law school as interns and paralegals. And it was I, I didn't like it. I didn't like family law because it's, it's if anybody's been through a divorce or a separation or um, child custody. It is the worst of the worst for everybody when they're going through it. They're, no one's ever on their best behavior when they're dealing with their family law attorney or uh, matter. Criminal law, for all reasons you can imagine, is very difficult. Um, the people who do it, I have great admiration for on both sides. And then I fell into personal injury and it was fun. You get to do some litigation, you get to be creative. You get to make the story of your client's um, uh, injury and and sell it. There's and you get to make them happy. You're not billing them. It's a usually the way personal injury works is you have a lump sum settlement that you or jury trial verdict, which is much less much less often. Most often you're settling, but you have a lump sum. You take an attorney's fee, which is usually a, a third. And then pay some bills if they have any, and the client gets money that they wouldn't have otherwise had. So I, I compare it to like if you're buying a car versus if you're servicing a car. When you're buying a car, you may be giving them money, but you're getting something really fun and new, you know, versus when you're going in to service it, it's like I'm paying you something that I wasn't expecting. I don't want my car to be broken. I don't want to pay you money to fix it. It's not a fun experience any, uh, all around. So I really like. I like where I'm at now. Personal injury is my jam. I'm good. Good. Yeah. And I will Not say that you too, asked. Yeah. <laughs> and I will say too, uh, when you started covering the Britney stuff, it's pretty obvious that it's, you're kind of naturally inclined to be an advocate. So it makes sense 
you know, a personal injury attorney at their core is supposed to be an advocate. You know, right. they're they supposed to be an advocate. Wait a minute. Are you saying they're not supposed to pay for $750,000 earrings out of their client's trust account for their wife? Allegedly, right? Oh, actually, it's not alleged. It's proved now. Yeah, it's proven. Yeah, uh, yeah actually, no. Well, oh, I mean, man. I mean, I will say what you do with your money is your choice. But if it's not your money, then, then it's not your not, choice. It's not your choice. Yeah. Yeah, that is that's a different line. But and with personal injury, too. I see it where it's like, cause I've had been in probably six car accidents and I've gotten attorneys for three. And every time I only got the attorney because I had had gotten so far with the insurance, I knew attorney would get more for me. And so right. that is, I think the, the great, like the good side of it is like an attorney will get more for you usually than you trying to negotiate with the insurance. Cause I, I was like, I'm smart. I can get, I can get them. And it's like, do no, it they, yeah, but they just don't, they, they won't. I mean, it's just literally not in their playbook to play. It's with, usually like, a different adjuster too that handles exactly, it. Exactly. Right. Like it's a whole it, different game. And I, you know, I would like to do some podcasts too on just like basic legal stuff. Cause I think that is a challenge for like majority of people who aren't involved at all in anything. Yeah. Legal. The average American doesn't have the attorney down the street that they're going to go pay a consult for. Do you need a trust? Do you need a will? Do you, do you, do you need an attorney if you get involved in an yeah. accident? A lot of people that I have um, call me are really surprised when they've been hit by somebody else that their own insurance company doesn't advocate for them and their medical bills. Like people don't necessarily understand how the system works and basic stuff is, is great to know. Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys have questions about that kind of stuff or, and just, I'm going to say this for you, but we're going to say this all the time, but Heather cannot, she's not your lawyer. She's not giving you legal advice. I can be. <laughs> she could be your lawyer if you're in California. Um, but other than that, and you, you will, she does bills. She doesn't work for free. So don't, that's the other that thing. That would get mad at me if I did. I would get very mad. Like I, she will send me to, to mediate because I, it, yeah, you don't take advantage of people like that, even especially when they're your friends. I, I see that the most in friendships and it just drives me nuts. I think the one time I referred someone, I said, Heather will help you or something like that. Like I cleared it with you first. I was like, Hey, there's this person in this situation. Like, you know, and you're like, yeah, I'll help. And I'm like, okay. But I, other than that, it's like, pay, pay your friends. Okay. If your friends have professions, please pay them. Um, yeah. So anyway, that aside, okay, so back to the TikTok questions. We've got two more. So um, passions outside of law and family. Um, if you've been listening for the last however long we've been going, Peloton is a core value. Um, I During the pandemic, I think I got my treadmill in October. I had had the bike since 2019. It was a gift from a family member. Um, and I got the treadmill in October of 2020. And since I got the treadmill, I don't think I've actually gotten off. I don't be, I do have a background on me. I think we touched on it in the next podcast, it'll, the podcast following this, but I have Crohn's disease and it's an autoimmune disease and it can be pretty debilitating and flares up at odd times, generally with stress levels rising. And I don't know if any of you have been paying attention, but the world hasn't quite been stress-free lately. 
Especially um, for moms. Especially yeah, it's been moms. it's been hard for everybody and and moms included. Uh, I really try I really try to understand that everybody's going through something. Um, but you know, women generally are not raised to listen to their own passions and give themselves time and um, alone. So what I've done through the pandemic, uh, especially after I got my treadmill, is I do boot camps. My favorite, a lot of people ask me, my favorite instructor on Peloton is Jess Sims. Um, though she does continue to say, um, she said, let's go the other day. She said, get out of your own way multiple times. And I'm starting to be concerned that she's a very rabid Dave Hollis fan. But if she yes, is, those, are be Dave, to... those are Dave Hollis isms. Oh. Yeah. Once his book. Um, so I'm fairly certain that's not it, but, um, I love my Peloton and my animals and cooking. Cooking. Yeah. We do like cooking. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, TikTok's your backyard. It. Oh yeah, I mean, through the pandemic. Well, that's that's kind of a funny story through TikTok, though. Is that when, when I, um, for those of you who don't know, when you hit ten thousand followers on TikTok, you join the TikTok Creator Fund. And I mean, if there isn't a place that values your time more than oh, the God. TikTok Creator Fund, it's embarrassing. I mean, you get a million views, and TikTok's like here's your 50 cents. You're welcome. Oh, yeah. You're I think welcome. what's even sadder is if you get a gift on live, it's like a penny. Uh, yeah. I, I would be on live for two hours and people will send me things. And it's like, your live gift fund is available. Withdraw your 65 cents. It's like, <laughs> oh, thank God. But you thank got God. like, and, you got 50 gifts. I mean, you got a lot of gifts. Right. And those and people the, those, paid like 10x that. A lot. Yeah. yeah. So... So anyway, when I hit 10,000 followers, we were on live one day. I think I have it downloaded somewhere. And I FaceTimed my daughter. And the, the goal, if I hit 10,000 followers and I joined the TikTok Creator Fund, not realizing how little all of this is worth. I cannot stress this enough. I have made zero money off of social media. Better than that, I've spent... <laughs> money yeah. to be on social media, downloading all the Britney Spears legal docs and all of that was costly. But, um, so when I hit 10,000 followers, I called my daughter and the joke was that we were going to get a pool if I joined the TikTok creator fund and I was in it and we signed the contract and we so, put in a wait, pool. You really thought like you're going to get some cash from the creator fund? Well, I didn't know. I knew it wasn't going to be a lot of money. I knew I didn't have a large following and it wasn't going to yeah. be like, it wasn't be pool I didn't money. Realize how, no, it was never going to be pool money. And we had to redo our backyard anyway. So it was, it was part and parcel with that. And with home values and, and interest rates, it made sense. But I didn't think it was going to be like cents on the hour. I will say that. <laughs> I did think it was at least worth a couple dollars a day. Right. You're like, at least it'll cover my Starbucks, right? Maybe. 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 But no. Yeah. And then, well, yeah. And then when you started paying for those Britney docs, it was like, yeah, you're so in the red here. Like you're yeah. so in the red. Yeah. But it was worth it. I mean, it's worth it, but. Totally worth it. Yeah. So what but about you, you got your pool and you got your backyard. Yeah. And then I'll get a pool again here in like a month and a half. Yeah. I have to redo first, it. Yeah. Our, our first pool turned out black. So, but that's okay. Yeah. It's usable, yeah. which is nice. Yeah. And it is really nice. And you it's have beautiful. a spa attached, which is really nice. Yes. With the waterfall. Yeah. And. And the Bellagio jets that light yeah. up. 
Yeah, yeah. Tim's. And you have Mardi Gras colored, which makes me happy because I yes. love the Louisiana. So yes. my passions. So this is something Heather is learning about me as we grow in our friendship and I, on the podcast, it's going to happen a lot. I am a Renaissance random ass woman. I have a different interest of the month, basically. So like last month- I have month, learned this about you. Yeah. I have. So like, yeah, last month I took ice skating lessons. Um, this month I'm trying to learn ASL, but I, I took a break, but I want to get back to like learning ASL. I am a- You, tur- you take like long-term one year long goals and you condense them down to a month. Or quarters. I've been trying to do quarters or, Got but it. it tends to be like, it tends to end up being monthly themes. I just kind of accept it. Like, Oh, what's the theme this month? Like, what am I feeling? Um, and then like, I love Sudoku. I played uh, nationally in Sudoku at one point. Um, there's a nationally I, in Sudoku. Yeah. There's like a online league, um, oh, but wow. I didn't practice appropriately. It's kind of like, I took the LSAT a long time ago when I was in grad school, but I never um, studied for it. Cause I thought it would be like the GRE and be a general study test. And then I walked in and I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> I am so not prepared. That's kind of what happened to me when I started participating in online Sudoku tournaments. It's like, this is such a rabbit hole, but they give you a packet. That's like a PDF locked. And then they send you an email at the time that the tournament starts with the password. And then you submit it back as fast as you can. Well, when I opened the packet, it was like, I only like the traditional way of Sudoku, just the straight six numbers, the great, right. whatever. But there are so many variations of Sudoku. And that packet was like that. 10 different variations of Sudoku. Wow. Yeah. So I didn't do too well. I, if you Google, I think it's under my maiden name. I have a ranking out there somewhere. It's yeah. Mm. But um, yeah. And so it's just random stuff like that. Like I just, it, it is depends on the month. Um depends on but I do have a passion I don't know for my pit bull that came out of nowhere we didn't plan to like adopt a pit bull now if I handed my phone over to someone and they scrolled my Instagram feed it is nothing but like pit bulls and pit bull puppies yeah he is sitting right over I keep looking to this way because he is right here staring at me as I talk about him I love you very much you're yes you're the light of my life thank you um but yeah, and I love traveling. Thank God Dan's got his Bluetooth in. Oh, Dan feels similarly about the pit bull. Like we we both have accepted that this is like our chosen, like our chosen animal and like our love okay. of our lives. And like, so we bond over that. Got it. Um, the chosen child, basically. Um, but I travel a lot too, because I was a military kid and I like travel, like we moved a lot until about sixth grade. Um so yeah, so it's all it's I am all over the place, which all is over. makes it fun, but it was also hard. It's still hard sometimes, like because everyone wants you to pick one thing, and I just can't. Yes. I can't. I will I say it's not built that way. That's part of the reason why I think that this dynamic works so well is because I am very structured. My day yeah. starts the same, it ends the same. The middle parts are generally going to be the same. I don't, the pandemic has made me agoraphobic. I don't, I, I, I don't leave the house yeah. ever. That's part of the reason why my backyard is so nice now is because I don't leave it. Yeah. I don't leave it. Um, but I think with Steph's like Steph's eccentric 
in her passions and in her studies and all of that. And I'm just very like, well, it's, it's 7am. It must be time for coffee. It's 11am cup number two. Like, yeah. Whereas you're texting me like, so wait, what are you doing today? Like, I mean, there was two months there where I was doing a lot of background acting. So depending on yeah. the day, it could be on set or like, it's just, you just don't know. I'm just hanging out with Renee Zellberger today. Just like nothing. I didn't say that you did. I, well, I was hanging out. Oh, is that? I don't know. Are they like, I don't know. I'm you're not in the background of it. To. Oh, I know, sorry. but I, I don't, you're, we can it, cut this. Oh, no, no, no. We can leave okay. it. It's funny, but I think, I don't know. It was, this is a whole another side. So I got a stand-in role, but then I backed out. But when I was looking at stand-in stuff. been in like major productions in the last yeah. three months. Yeah. Major productions. No, no words though. No words. You just, no words. <laughs> and you may not see my face, but you may see it. And it doesn't come out for another year. So we got a lot of time. But anyway, I saw this YouTube video where someone was talking about being a stand-in and like named the production, named the person, blah, blah. And the comments were like, you're not, like, stop. You're not. This is so against. And I'm in like two casting agencies. I'm not, they're not my agents. They're just like, I'm in their system as potentials. And one of them like reminds you constantly that you're not allowed to talk about this. So you're not allowed to share this like stuff the one i've done I a lot say, of work the way in, i doesn't have the way that. i found out about stuff's uh work was when i she told me where she was going one day and i did research if there were any productions in the area and found oh of course a possible yeah, I would, podcast i would never tell you that, what production i'm on right or what Ever. yeah never never i would never share we don't violate any from my here yeah well it see that's the thing is they're not really india there's no idea so it's like because trust me, if I had to sign an NDA, we would, I would send it to you. <laughs> Let's be clear. Um, Fair. It's just kind of more standard. But I mean, when the show comes out, I'm going to be talking to you about it. Especially if you see my face. Of course. Because one you of them. You would expect nothing else. Nothing less. One of them is going to blow up. I know it is. It's going to be so popular. The one you awesome. mentioned. It's going, because it's a true crime. It's right. a true crime story. So it's going to be big. And I had like a designated background role I wasn't just like general background it was like I had a role and there were times where the camera was right in front of my face so I'm like really hoping I make it on screen but you you never know yeah you never but if it happens we'll tell you absolutely but yeah so that's kind of us and then I think we've kind of touched on this one too but any deep interests that we don't think that the audience would necessarily be interested in so I don't random. I've got a couple things. One, she keeps talking about stitch and I have this cat next to me oh. and tell me that this, for those of you who are listening, you're, yeah. you have to go check out the YouTube video for it. But this cat is just the cutest. This is Olivia. Intr- so introduce her to all this of is, us. This is Olivia. She is a ragdoll cat. She's still a kitten. She's got vivid blue eyes. She is all white and she looks like a marshmallow. She is so fluffy. Um, and she is the best thing ever if you have anxiety. Um, and ragdoll cats are generally like sh- her meow is perfect. She's great. Um, other things, I came up with two things while we were talking that I think is that are really interesting to me about me. Um, because of my health condition, I tend to go hard, hard for things that I can eat. 
This is going to seem extremely counterproductive to what I've told you about my health. And it's counterproductive to health in general. I eat sunflower seeds. We're, we're not giving advice. So this is not about advice. Heather's no. just sharing. <laughs> do not take advice from me on my eating habits. It's like the worst thing Ever. you could do. If, if you take any advice from me, do what I don't do. <laughs> I eat sunflower seeds every day, all day long. And I, I, I know when sunflowers, it's a special skill of mine. I can open a bag of sunflower seeds and know if they're spoiled. Um, I'm again, other sponsors, David Sunflower Seeds. If you want to call us, I'll give you my phone number. Um, and the other thing that people tend to find interesting that I always use in that like icebreaker, tell us one thing about yourself. I was a avid bowler professional when I, well, I guess it's not professional when you're a kid, like it's whatever junior league. And at least for a period of time, I don't know if I still do, but I held the young, the record for youngest person in my county to bowl a perfect game, a 300. Amazing. I was in the hall of fame. I am in the hall of fame somewhere for my, for my bowling, for my town. So I don't do it anymore. I'm one of those people. It's like, I did it. Now I'm out. Do not challenge me to a match. I'm not good anymore. I could go out there and like try, but, um, but that's, that's my claim to fame. Uh, it's my favorite. It's my absolute favorite. It's, it's so counter. It's counter to everything I am now. Uh, yeah. Like I was just like, whoa. Well, and bowling was like a big part of my childhood growing up. It's a big part of like my dad's feelings very into bowling. My uncle got a 300. We still hear about it today. I like, he never stops talking about it. And I mean, but to his credit, he's the only one in the family that's gotten a 300. So, you know, good for him. And um, yeah, and I grew up with it. And so when you said that, I was like, oh my gosh, you're a badass. Like, that is so cool. Yeah, I love it. What about you? What about you? Um, You know, again, the list is long. Um, There are so many random things. Like you you were talking about like two truths and a lie. So, or like those icebreaker games that people play. I would never do a lie because my life is so random. I could just come up with things like, The first time I was ever on a horse, I did barrel racing in a rodeo the same day. Yeah. Like just went for it. Like my friend just had a horse at this. What's even funnier is I was playing soccer that day and the horse, like they're right next to each other, the facility. So my friend was like, why don't you just come on over? So I was like in my soccer stuff and I like got on a horse and then she's like, why don't you do the exhibition barrel race? And I'm like, okay. So I did the exhibition, but I was like, you know, they have the whip, but I, I know it now that it's common to use it, but I was so like, I can't, I can't. we trotted, we trotted because I wouldn't hit the horn. I feel it still hurts me to watch it. I know it's common, but it hurts me to watch it. I know. I just it. couldn't do it. And he just wanted to trot. So we just trotted. He was like, race. I'll keep you on the horse. I'll keep you yeah. on if you just don't whip me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we just, I trotted, but that was the first time I ever got on a horse. Like, you know, my mom and I went skydiving together. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like I just, if I think of something, I do it. Like it, I just, just go. So there's, this there's is where little... the childless millennial comes in because well, yeah. And this is why I... I'm afraid of children. <laughs> yeah. Cause the, the anchor of a child is real. Yeah. Yeah. To be like on a set for, you know, 15 hours, you know, it's, 
it's something I can do because I don't have a child. Um, and I get to like go to ice skating lessons and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, yeah. Or, or sometimes I'm like, maybe I'll drive to Houston today and go to Ikea, you know, like, it's just, right. it's that, I just have that thing that need Free. of like, yeah, just freedom and just being able to act on any wild idea I have. So, you know, one day you I, just might want to start a podcast or something. Yeah. Like starting a podcast. I mean, I worked at Starbucks. I managed a Starbucks out of college. So I'm very passionate about Starbucks. Um, when people talk about Starbucks, I'm not passionate about coffee though. So don't talk to me about coffee. I don't, uh, beans. I don't think like those two things go hand in hand. No, I mean, I had a, like, yeah, of course they don't. They're not the same. <laughs> they are not the same thing. I mean, I had to learn all of it because of the job, but I, I, I just like the culture and the, right. like how you talked about being a personal injury lawyer was what I love the most about working at Starbucks is like, I'm going to get, you're going to pay and then I'm going to give you this thing. And it's going to make you so happy. So happy. So joy. So yeah. Joy and so it's things like that. Like, could I do a whole podcast about Starbucks? God. Oh gosh. It'd be so boring. Do you want to hear about yeah. the triple filtered water? I mean, I don't know. Oh man. Do you want to know how your drinks are made? Do you want to know why a Frappuccino takes freaking forever? And it's eat, the quickest drink is always an ice drink. Um, except for cold brew with cold foam. Anyway, there's so many things. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So much so, Starbucks. Yeah. I mean, where, oh, I, my cups are here. I was like, I know. I I'm, I've been drinking my day. Starbucks. Yeah. So that's another random one that comes up sometimes. And people are like, wait, why do you know so much about Starbucks? Because I was there. Because I was there. I um, yeah. And I feel like I, the other thing that I want <clears throat> to keep open is if there's anything that we like, Starbucks knowledge that was just, I mean, all the Starbucks knowledge that was just dropped. If you have further questions about anything that we talk about, maybe you want to know about the triple filtered water. And look, I have a whole story about that. (laughs) Well, I mean, save it. The people may want to know. I know. It's not, we need some, we need a cliffhanger stuff. We need a cliffhanger. (laughs) We'll leave you with the triple filtered water. The cliffhanger is our next episode is about Rachel Hollis. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. That's the um, and we, so we have already recorded it and we're going to try to drop this and Rachel Hollis part one um, at the same time. So you guys have it to listen to or watch. Um, but we have some more Rachel Hollis content coming because we just dive, dro- dove into our stories. There's still quite a bit yeah. to cover. Yes. When it comes to her. Yes. So we've got more coming for you all. So again, subscribe, make sure you're subscribed on all the things. Ring the bell. Yeah, make sure notifications are turned on. Yeah. If you are listening to this podcast, please know we will have a YouTube where you can see our faces and uh, see our general exaggerated facial expressions while we discuss these topics and <laughs> Uh, you'll get to see the cat and eventually at some point my dog um your cats were very lively in the Rachel Hollis episode so I highly encourage you you all to watch on the YouTube to see the cats um and so yeah we're just grateful for all of you we're grateful for this community and we are here for you guys absolutely absolutely um one other thing is if you do like the podcast rate it and review it. And if you don't, don't worry about anything. Yeah. Just keep turn it off. 
Yeah. Yeah. Find another don't come podcast. Back. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't come yeah, back. Don't, don't come back. Don't worry about us. Yeah. Oh, we'll, yeah. We'll just be here like- if someday your tastes get better. But you know, at some point, <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but if, you, if your if taste you wanna, buds change, we're here. If your taste buds change. If they evolve, um, <laughs> I, I can't. I can't not be snarky. You and your brand. petty. I love it. I know. It. I know. But I rate it. it, review it, and share it to the extent that that's what we hear helps us out on. The yeah. Podcast. I mean, like you said, we have no goals yet. We haven't right. set any goals. Oh, we're just happy. If you clicked all the buttons, <laughs> click all the buttons. We're happy if you listen, really. <laughs> yeah. very low happy to be here. <laughs> all right. You guys have a wonderful day week and we'll catch you in the next episode. Yes. <laughs>